3WBC. And welcome to 94.1 FM 3WBC. We're back again for another episode of VFL Rewind and what a round of VFL football we had. A few upsets, a few uh, great wins for a few teams and really exciting round of football. Uh, we've got a special show on this evening. We've got uh, three special guests. Uh, we've got Lewis Taylor from the Sydney Swans joining us. Looking forward to having a chat a little bit later. Lewis, he's averaging 30 disposals a game in the VFL this year, so um, he's had a pretty good season in the VFL. Dom Tyson from the North Melbourne Football Club. Uh, he uh, he's on the VFL list now. He was number three draft pick. So great to see Dom stay in the VFL system and uh, keep on playing a good level of football. And uh, Tob Krebin, um, who played for Berwick in the VFA, when Berwick were in the VFA in the uh, mid '80s, um, as our VFA legend. So looking forward to having a chat a little bit later to Tom. As per usual, I'm joined in the studio by Peter Lausch. Lausch, welcome to VFL Rewind. Thanks for having us, Brad. Yeah, I'm um, Tom Krebin from Berwick. Like. Took us a couple of years to find a Berwick player, but we finally found one. So it'll be interesting to hear from Tom about his time at Berwick before he joined Richmond and St Kilda in the then VFL. So um, he was very eager to come on the show and talk about his days at Berwick. Um, great round of footy this week. There was not, not really um, too many blowouts. I think there was only the Sandringham Footscray game. There was a bit of a bit of a blowout, and um, you know, Williamstown very competitive against GWS. I went down and watched that on Sunday. Only a three goal loss to Williamstown. Williamstown supporters have faith in your side. Um, very young side, so I think Justin Platt will get that side back up near the top eight next year. Um, we had a nice um, Friday night down at um, Geelong when we thought we were witnessing Casey's first loss and then 15 minutes ago in the last quarter it was just bang, bang, bang and she was all over, Brad. Happened so quick. Yeah. The, the Casey Demons did not score a goal for 72 minutes yep. and um, I think a lot of people there at the ground probably thought, the, or probably a lot of people didn't even know that Casey had won so many in a row but it was a great performance by Casey to fire back and win that game. Yeah. Um, we obviously covered the game here at Box Hill on Saturday afternoon and it was a nice tight game. Both sides a little bit inaccurate as well, but it was a game that Box Hill, um, Southport needed some, some real sort of finals type pressure and they got across the line by 15 points in the end um, after a Steve Daniels serve at three quarter time. And Saturday night, we, we witnessed the um, full lights going at North Port Oval, um, and they held on in a close one, which in pre previously early in this year, the Port Melbourne has um, sort of taken the foot off the accelerator in the last quarter, but they held on for a gritty three-point win, and um, just like Williamstown, to the borough supporters, stick with that side because I think I think um, next year you'll reap the rewards of all those young guys having those 15, 20 games behind them. I think that the Port Melbourne win was fantastic. I, a few weeks ago, when, when Port Melbourne played Box Hill, I thought that that was a really turning point for the borough. And yep. Great to see them play. I know they played Casey last week and Casey uh, did defeat him by convincingly, but I think that Port Melbourne are playing some good footy now and I yep. think that... You never know if they win five in a row that if things go their way they could make the eight. So I know it's very being very 
super optimistic, but you never know. Um, they, they played some very good football on Saturday night. Mathematically, yeah, they're still in the chance to make the top eight, but there's no doubt that they will be thinking if we can't make the top eight, we want to actually at least um, cause havoc on the way there and sort of dictate where teams that are in the eight, where they finish. So um, hopefully, hopefully they have a strong finish to the year. Um, and I'm not as optimistic as you, but um, you know, you, you, stranger things have happened. You never know. You never know in football. Um, it's a it's a funny old game sometimes, and magic can happen. So, yeah. always got to hold the faith. Uh, we'll quickly go through the scores okay. um, from the round, and um, we'll, we'll get stuck into it now. I'll, I'll kick it off with yeah. uh, the first game we had of the round that had just gone. Um, was Friday night. Uh, Casey versus uh, Geelong. Casey Scorpions eleven nine seventy five to Geelong nine ten sixty four, as we mentioned just before. Uh, yeah, Casey just magically yep. won that. It was a fantastic win by Casey. In the end, it was pretty wet down there as well. So, well on to Casey. Next one we had was Collingwood versus North Melbourne. Uh, Collingwood nine twelve sixty six defeated North Melbourne seven six forty eight. Collingwood still in the hunt for the top eight. So there. Yep. Playing some good footy. Their AFL teams won seven in a row. So yep. they're going to want to push and play their best team. I guess they can. Every available player. I don't think the injury list is too bad either. So no. No. Collingwood could be one that could be a contender to make the eight. They're currently in the eight. So it'll be interesting what happens in, what is it, six odd weeks or seven weeks when the finals are announced um, yep. where they are. Because, yeah, it's a bit of a logjam there to get into the eight at the moment. There's three ga- three teams, uh, three games separating I think it's fifth to sixteenth. So yeah, that's that's why Port Melbourne's still there mathematically because they're one of those teams that can actually still get there. Obviously, if they do the right things by themselves and other sides um, do th- do the right thing by them as well. But um, yeah, it'd be a very entertaining last month, Brad. It will be. And the next one we had, I'll, I'll do, and then you can do the next few. Laoshi, um, Gold Coast Suns. Uh, this was a bit of a come from behind win. Uh, Twelve eight eighty to Frankston ten sixteen seventy six. Heartbreak for the Dolphins up there leading all day. And just like the AFL game, the Gold Coast in the dying minutes, well, the Gold Coast and the AFL won it after the siren, but the VFL side sort of um, uh, got the um, lead with, what, about two minutes to go and um, won it from there. So definitely a bit of heartbreak there for the Dollies. They'll be looking to bounce back on Friday night at home against the Bullants. Um, we talk about the game that we commentated on on the weekend. Um, Southport ten fourteen seventy four defeated the Box Hill Hawks uh, eight eleven fifty nine. So pretty scrappy game, um, pretty inaccurate game. Bit of a bog heap in the middle of Box Hill City Oval, um, but it's exactly the game what Southport needed, and they'll probably have another tough game this week at home against the Sydney Swans. So it's good to play that final style of football this early on now. So because that's what they're probably going to they're going to win. They're going to win ugly sometimes. Like if you're a spectator, you wouldn't put that down as one of the, the, the games that you look back and say, that was a great game to watch. It was, yeah, it was pretty wet in the middle of Box Hill City Oval and uh, Southport Sharks, I just do want to mention uh, Jacob Dawson. Yeah. First full game I watched him play yeah. and um, he's a, he's an exciting player. He gets yeah. a lot of clearances. I can see why he gets so many votes in the, in the Coaches Award each week because yeah. he's a difference. He's one of those yeah. players that, a bit, I, know, I know this is probably um, an odd similarity, but the way he gets the ball and moves out of the middle is a bit like Chris Judd used to do when yes. he was young. Just he, gets a clearance. He, I reckon he did it probably three or four times on the weekend where he got a clearance and he kicked it straight, banging the 450 and, and Gold Coast, uh, not Gold Coast, Southport got a mark 
Well, yeah. they got a, they got an intercept and they went on and scored. So and quite interesting. He also wears number three, which Chris Judd wore. Does too. There you go. And he's bald. He, um, he, so <laughs> I think I think he'll be one when the Liston Medal is yeah. drawn. That he'll be at least in the top five. I reckon. I have no doubt, and um, that he'll do really really well. So he might actually be. Be able to have bragging rights with uh, Jacob Townsend because he he's the least middle. And just quickly, one more thing on Southport, I want to mention my man, my, uh, my man Gooby, G- Braden Crosley. What a character! What a character! He uh he's got the big mo, big it's a bit like a Merv Hughes mo, and he's a big imposing man, and uh he's showing his body around on Box Hill City Oval. It's great to see. It's a bit like a bit of a throwback to the old VFA days, the way he plays footy. A bit hard at it, and I like I like it. He even paid you a visit in the um, commentary box as well after the game with his packet of piranha chips. He's, he come he come to say hello and yeah, uh, <laughs> nice man, uh, Braden Crosley. Um, we'll continue on um, Saturday afternoon down at Avalon Airport. A very comfortable win to the Werribee Football Club, inaccurate as well. Fifteen twenty one, one hundred eleven to seven seven forty nine. Coburg. Uh, Saturday night we 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 were just, in attendance. Just, sorry, I just want to make one more mention of Coburg. Yep. Uh, player for Coburg who has played a really good block of football, Charlie Thompson. Yep. Uh, what's some of the highlights? And he's a very good player, Charlie Thompson. Uh, he's 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 kicked four goals the week before, and he's uh yeah he's starting to play some good footy. So he's one to keep an eye on. I keep an eye on him because he wears number twenty four. <laughs> um, now this is another game that we attended on Saturday night at ETU Stadium, the Borough. 49.93 defeated Carlton, 14.690. So, uh, three point win to the borough there. Um, they finally played a last quarter and held on. Uh, Sunday afternoon out at Trevor Barker Beach Oval, um, the Bulldogs had a comfortable nine goal win out there, 13.18.96 to 6.642 to Sandringham. And I attended this game yesterday at Williamstown Oval, and Williamstown actually showed a little bit um, yesterday. They really stuck at at it um, uh, and were in this game virtually all the way through. 1964, Williamstown were defeated by the GWS Giants, 1162. Um, and um, you know, there's there's some real promise in that sort of. Um, uh, that Williamstown side, those youngsters are starting to get that experience, what they need. Um, you got to remember, they've only got, I think Billy Myers is the only remaining premiership um, player from 2015 in that side. So he's a veteran in that side and he's not that old himself, Billy Myers. So. It's a massive turnover yeah. through COVID of, of uh, Williamstown players. you got to think, they played in the last VFL men's grand final. So has been a bit of a change and they lost Mace and they lost Mark on yeah. a bit earlier. They lost Jolly. They've lost some of their yeah, very experienced players. Uh, just want to mention though, quickly, Lashy, before we've got one game to go. <laughs> no, we've no, got, no, you've done. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, I forgot to mention why you're saying it. Sorry. Uh, I think we, uh, we cursed Sandringham, Lashy. I think we cursed him. Why is that? We had Aaron Seaton on the show about a month ago. Yeah. And you, you, after we did the interview, you said, Sandy are flying. They're third on the ladder. Yep. And I, and I didn't even realise they were doing that well. Looking at the ladder now, they're, they're 12th. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's how brutal this, this season is, that if you, have a f- yep. if you have a few games in a row where you lose, yep. they just seem to drop. So they've fr- gone from third, third or fourth, I, th- I think it was third, to 12th yep. in, in a matter of a month. 
Yeah, game and a half out of the eight. So they've made it hard for themselves. There's no doubt about that. So we're talking about the top eight, and we'll run through the top eight quickly. It is the Casey Demons, 14 wins, no losses. Southport Sharks in second uh, with a game in hand as well. They've won 11, lost two. Brisbane Lions have played 12 games, um, nine and three. Uh, GWS, 13 games, and their record is... Eight wins, four losses and a draw. The Sydney Swans have played 12 games for eight wins and four losses. Werribee, the other standalone side in the top eight, uh, 13 games, eight and five. Carlton, uh, 13 games, eight and five. And Collingwood round out the eight, eight and five. They're in there by percentage. And the two other teams, um, well, three other teams that are only a game outside the eight, uh, Box Hill, Richmond and the Gold Coast Suns. So mathematically, all the teams down to 16 can still make the final. So yeah. up for grabs. I think we said on our first show of the year that we thought that you probably need 11, maybe 10. Yep. You might, might be able to sneak into the eight. Yep. Um, so it will be interesting how that does pan out once everyone has played, how many wins you need. But I, I, I think, yeah, you might be lucky with 10, but I'd say it'd be 11 to, to secure you probably self in there. Yeah, so um, clubs clubs like Casey and Southport have done that so far, so they're they're pretty much locked in. And the other club, there's a few clubs that probably only need to win one more to do that. And um, it will be very very interesting to see what the finals brings. Now, this brings me to another topic. Um, Here we go about grand final day. Yep. Obviously, being the VFL tradition says play it in Victoria. Yep. But. If we have a Southport Brisbane grand final, would it be unfair to say play it at say Metricon Stadium if Southport qualifies highest, or Brisbane at the Gabba if they qualify the highest? And the other scenario is if it's a Southport v Sydney grand final or Brisbane v Sydney grand final, would it be unrealistic to for those teams to ask to be played say either in Sydney or Brisbane or Gold Coast. I, th- I think we touched on this a little bit last week, and it's a good point. Um, it will be quite interesting what happens. Um, it, I guess that, as as I mentioned last week, you've got to have the contracts in place um, mm-hmm. of where it's going to be. And yeah, I think Marvel Stadium is probably probably the the place I'm guessing at the moment. Um, I would hope the AFL Victoria would maybe announce it a little bit earlier than usual and say give us scenario based venues because if I was a Southport player or Brisbane player. And we qualify for the grand final. I would be ropeable if both teams would have to travel down to Victoria to play um, a grand final involving two Queensland teams. Yeah, it'll be interesting what happens. Hopefully, the VFL do announce it soon. Uh, we will. We would appreciate it because yep. yeah, I guess I guess it ends some um, speculation of what's yep. going to happen because yeah, the teams don't. No one knows really yet. They haven't yep. the the VFL haven't announced where the grand final would be. Normally, around this time they they sort of do. So yep. it's it's we're probably a week or two away. Yeah from in previous years, so fingers crossed they do. Uh, before we go to the break, mm-hmm. I've got two two things I want to mention, Laoshi. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing is I want to do a big shout-out to Paul Hooper. It's his birthday today. Yep. Happy 40th, Hoops. Uh, hope you're having a good day. Hope you're being supported by the family uh, and having a nice meal as well. Uh, yes. So, yeah, happy birthday to Hoops. Yep, happy birthday to Hoops, the 11th of July. Always remember it for Hoops. Hoops' is, um, birthday, not the ex-partner's birthday. It's, a, it's, always, <laughs> it's always a special day for Hoops. So uh, we always love love when our Hoops' is birthday. And the second is I want to give a shout-out to uh, one of our most loyal listeners, 
Michael Robinson, uh, uh, wishing Michael a speedy recovery. Hope he, uh, hope he's back back in action soon. Uh, looking, be looking forward to catching up with the great man Robbo. Yes, he's um, not had a great couple of weeks, but hopefully, hopefully he can um, get up to Sydney for Frankston's last interstate trip for the year. If not, obviously health sobriety, Robbo. So we hope to see you sometime before the year's out. Even if it means you still del- you come back delayed until the Frankston Box Hill game. Yeah, all the best, Robert. We're going to go to a break now. We're going to be back after the break with Lewis Taylor from the Sydney Football Club. You're listening to VFR Rebound here on 94.1 FM, 3WBC. Celebrating a loved one's life has never been more important. Here's James McLeod, Managing Director of Tobin Brothers Funerals. Our easy-to-use website and memory maker app helps families to make informed decisions when planning a loved one's funeral. You can select from a wide range of coffins, caskets and floral arrangements, view them all in 360 degrees and compare selections and prices before meeting with one of our funeral planners. Download Tobin Brothers Funerals Memory Maker app now from iTunes or Google Play or visit tobinbrothers.com.au. Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Tobin Brothers Funerals are a 3WBC sponsor. Ready, set. For Budget's best deals on car and truck rental, budget.com.au is good to go. It's where you'll find the best of Budget in a couple of clicks. Budget.com.au. With Budget, you're good to go. Budget Rent-A-Car Blackburn is a proud sponsor of 94.1 FM 3WBC. And welcome back to VFR Rewind here on 94.1 FM 3WBC. We're at the point of our first special guest of the evening, and we're lucky enough to have our first Sydney guest of the year. So we've uh, we 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 tried a bit early to get Sydney, and luckily we uh, we we got a reply. So really appreciate um, the media team at Sydney um, organising this one. Uh, Lewis Taylor joins us on the line. Uh, he's playing some really good VFL football at the moment. Uh, he's averaging 31 disposals, and uh, he joins us on the line now. Lewis, welcome to VFR Rewind, and uh, thank you very much for joining us. No, nah, no problems at all. Thanks for having me on. Our uh, first question I want to ask you, I guess, is um, how, how have you found, I guess, the uh, I guess playing um, Brisbane for a number of years and playing Neeful at times? How have you, I guess, found the differences between playing Neeful and VFL in terms of the standard? Has it been much of a difference, I guess, um, from that aspect? I know you're an AFL listed player, obviously, but when 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 you are playing in, I guess, the reserves, um, have you noticed much of a difference in the standard? Yeah, definitely. I suppose from from playing in Neeful um, in my later couple of years at Brizzy, um, and then coming to Sydney and then starting the VFL um, competition up, you can definitely there is a difference. I think the standard of footy's gone up. You've obviously got more Melbourne teams and, and a lot more AFL um, sides um, in the reserves. So the, the quality's gone up, and, and this year, um, yeah, we've sort of really enjoyed it so far. It's been, it's been competitive and, and good fun. And also, I just wanted to, I guess, talk from the VFL angle. Uh, what was it? Twelve months ago, we had uh, a young Patrick McCartan on Sydney Swans VFL list, and uh, he was optimistic of getting on the AFL list, and he's on the AFL list. Uh, I guess, how have you seen uh, Paddy's transition from yeah being a VFL list player now to um, being with his boys uh, during the week? Uh, I guess it must be good to have Paddy out there, and he's playing some good footy too. Yeah, absolutely, and he's just taking his chance. Um, obviously. He went uh, pick number one, so he's obviously the, the talent's there. Um, I've known Paddy since about under 16, so I've always known he's definitely got, had the talent. And now um, he's just able to get a bit of consistency now, I think, and that's sort of held him in good stead. And you're right, he's playing some, some really good football at the moment. So um, hopefully he can really carry that through and, and push for a good final series. But I couldn't be, couldn't be happy for Paddy. He's done really well. 
G'day, Lewis Lausche speaking. Um, who are some of the young VFL-listed players that have really impressed you um, this year and last year on the Swans list? And you think that um, which ones may um, have come under the um, eyes of the recruiters? Yeah, I, I suppose we've got a lot of good talent coming through at the moment. Um, I think this year, Matty Roberts, um, Gussie, Gussie Sheldrick, he has been injured, but he's sort of starting to get back into the swing of it. He's a, he's a good player. Um, I think probably just above them age-wise is probably you think of Will Gould. Um, he's been bloody really solid for us down back this year, and he hasn't been able to quite um, nudge in and play a game yet, but he's been playing some really good football. Um, and I, I'd say probably say... He'd be getting sort of looked at at the moment. I'm not too sure, but I'll be just having a stab there. But he's been putting together some strong performances. Um, so it's positive signs, definitely, for the club because there's a lot of young, good young players coming through and, um, and it just helps the team, basically really pushes the, the ones group ahead and keeps the club strong. Two guys that I watched up in Darwin, Adam Goulden and Will Collis, how, they, how have they been travelling with the Swans um, VFL side? Yeah, no, they've been really good. Um, great fellas. Um, they fitted in really well. Um, and, you know, they they play some, some good roles for us as well. They've been able to put some good performances together and um, play some good footy. So, yeah, no, they're, they're great blokes, first of all. And then, um, you know, for them to come down and, and help us out um, when they get the chance is, is fantastic. Really, really helps out. I was um, doing a little bit of research on the AFL Sydney competition and I came across a picture of your coach, Jeremy Laidler, running around for Sydney University Reserves. How does it feel having the coach occasionally pop up and play in your team? <laughs> yeah, well, funny you say that. That photo actually came up today in the meeting. I think he was rucking at one stage. But... He looks a little bit big uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's moving around a bit slower than he used to. But, uh, no, nah, Jezzy's doing a fantastic job, actually, as the head coach. I get along really well with Jez. He slots himself in there as emergency each week just in case he uh, has to get the call up. So, um, no, nah, he's ready to go. He keeps pretty fit. So, if he ever needs to sneak on, he can. I just want to ask you about, about your own game, Lewis. Uh, as, as I mentioned off the top, you're averaging 30 disposals in the VFL. What do you got to do? What do you, how, do, how, does, how do you, I guess, deal with this now that you know, you're playing such good football but you can't, I guess, get into the AFL team? Uh, is, have you been getting any feedback or any, any sort of, um, I guess, inkling of what you, you, know, what you might have to do to get in the team, change a role maybe? I know play, play is a different role. Is there any sort of feedback you're getting? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, I work really close with Jezzy um, at the moment. Obviously, playing VFL, we we do our stuff early in the week, clips, all that stuff, and really um, get stuck into it. And I suppose at the moment, um, it's a bit of a tough side to break into. I was subbed there a couple of weeks ago, um, but yeah, as is trying to get into the team, I've just got to keep probably putting putting those performances together, um, and just probably while I'm playing VFL, I'll just try and contribute as much as I can. That's the main goal for me. And, um, and just try and help the team out as much as I can. And then if my chance comes, um, potentially, you know, later in the year, maybe, um, just try and take that if I can. But for now, just trying to focus on playing good VFL footy, to be honest. Playing playing football in two non-AFL states, Queensland and New South Wales, um, in the last half a decade or decade, have you really, have you enjoyed it being at a, non, a sort of non-Australian rules um, state? You know the less pre, uh, you know less pressure, and you can walk down the street just like a normal normal Joe Blow. Yeah, I think that's um, a massive positive. I know in Brizzy, um, when we had Hodgie come up there, he 
he re- that's one thing he really enjoyed, just getting out of that footy bubble um, and just, yeah, getting out of the footy state. Uh, I don't have too much trouble with it myself in Sydney, but players like Butters and stuff, they really enjoy that side of it because, as you know, down in Melbourne or, or um, SA and WA, those footy states, it's pretty full on for a lot of guys down there. But I think when you're not in those states, it's um, just a bit more relaxing and, um, yeah, it just sort of eases it a bit, which is good. And as we mentioned, you played play 10, 10 VFL games and are averaging 30 disposals. Are Has any of the boys given you, I'm not sure if uh, they, they probably even know what it is, but have any of the boys uh, been talking you up a bit as a, a bit of a list and medal chance uh, because you've played some good footy um, this year and uh, as we know that the list and medal uh, is essentially the Brownlow of the VFL uh, and you played played 10 games, uh, you reckon you're a bit of a, a chance or you, you're going to downplay it? <laughs> Oh, look, I, I don't know. We've had a lot of guys play good footy throughout this year, so um, I, I haven't even had one, one thought about that, to be honest. Um, I, I just hope we can uh, make a little push for finals um, and just, yeah, sort of keep our spot in the top eight is my sort of main focus if I'm playing BFL. I think, I think the finals thing, I think both the AFL side and the VFL side look pretty much locked in and hope, hopefully for yourself you can make a late run and get into that AFL side in say round 19, 20 and then keep your spot in that AFL side because that's obviously what you're hoping for. Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, you know, a bit of luck or a bit of good form you get your chance, you just never know. So I'll definitely keep trying to put my best foot forward um, and if, if it's not today and I just play VFL and play finals in VFL, I'll try and uh, make the most of that while I can so um, yeah that's, that's probably the main goal at the moment just to try and um, yeah just keep playing good footy basically Well Lewis we really appreciate you joining us tonight as we mentioned you've had a great uh, year in the VFL and yeah pushing your name up for selection uh, fingers crossed uh, Johnny Longmire um, does pick you soon and yeah um, good luck for the rest of the year in the VFL or the AFL whatever um, you, you selected him because look like both teams are going to be playing in the finals and yeah good luck for the rest of the year Nah, I appreciate the time, fellas. Have a good one. Thanks, Thanks Lewis. Lewis. Lewis Taylor there from the Sydney Swans. Great to have a chat. Uh, sounds like a, a great bloke. And uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's one of the things that I guess we don't we don't really talk about much is the I guess the AFL list of players who are constantly playing amazing games of football and just can't crack it into the AFL side. People forget that he's a AFL rising star. Yeah, he's a good and when he was at Brisbane, he got delisted after 112 games at the end of 2019. And he's only played about six or seven games for the Swans in the senior. I, th- I think he was uh, traded. Yeah, wretched, wretched, wretched luck with injury. Yeah, traded, traded, um, traded um, with pick R forty eight to Sydney Swans. So he was delisted at the end of last year, only to be re rookied. Oh, we are so. Yeah, so you know, it's a good play. Ride. He's played some really good football. So <laughs> wishing the best of luck, yeah. Lewis. Um, it's great to see. Yeah, he's played 120 games of AFL football so far, and they, and these are the type of thing. As we got, we got Dom's Tyson on a little bit later on, yeah. and it's a similar similar thing, I guess. Dom Tyson has decided to just keep on playing VFL, and I hope a lot of other boys do do it. I guess it's see, uh, see Dom's also one of the top up players, the COVID top up players, which you probably think won't be required now anymore, but you never know if there's a little bit of an outbreak. But Lewis being a country boy, that's why I asked him the question about playing football in Queensland and Sydney. He probably appreciates just being able to walk down the road and just being a normal bloke. And, you know, maybe the odd person recognises him and asks for a photo autograph. But you can imagine if it happened um, every hour, every day in Melbourne, it can can get annoying. It'd be pretty frustrating, yes. Being an AFL player and, yeah, being, I guess, going everywhere and everyone want a selfie. I actually want to talk about that. Yeah. 
back in your day or my day, Lash, you're obviously a bit, no, no disrespect, but you're a bit older than me. Yeah. Um, when you'd see a famous you know, football player in that back in the 90s or the 2000s, yeah. you'd go with a pen and paper or a footy jumper or yeah. something and you get the autograph. Nowadays, yeah. if, if you see someone famous, they ignore the autograph and they just want a selfie. It's, it's a different, uh, I guess that interaction with a, per, a famous person has changed from that aspect. Yeah, no, it has. Like um, with the sort of, I think most people these days probably don't even carry pen and paper <laughs> or a texter for the jumper or anything. So a selfie is probably a lot easier because you just take it on the phone and then the rest is history. Like, um, you know, I don't mind the odd selfie with a with a celebrity and I've also, also had been asked to have a um, photo with a celebrity, um, Mason Cox at Victoria Park oh, earlier this year. He's a good man, Mason Cox. Yeah, he's good. He's a, he's a character too. So, top bloke, yeah. He, he um, took a liking to my Seattle Grizzlies T-shirt because his brother plays over there in the US. So. <laughs> but um, I'll, we'll um, keep on moving, I reckon. Yeah, we're going to go to a break now. We're going to be back after the break. Uh, looking forward to chatting to Dom Tyson. As, as I mentioned, that uh, yeah, he was a um, he was on North Melbourne's list, and um, he's decided to yeah do it probably a lot of players do when they're delisted and just go back and play local footy. He's decided to stay in the in the system, I guess in the AFL system at the same club and, and play VFL and credit to him and looking forward to having a chat after the break yep. to Dom. You're listening to VFL Rewind here on 94.1 FM 3WBC. WBC Football is brought to you with the support of our sponsors. Budget Car and Truck Rental. Tobin Brothers Funerals. Birdies Mini Golf and Sports Bar. LP Antiques and Collectibles. Aaliyah Framing. Piranha Foods. MR Davids Constructions. Dragon City Tattoos. Buffalo Sports. And the Blackburn Hotel. Thank you for your ongoing support of 94.1 FM 3WBC and 3WBC Football. Cacao Jazz, the best of Latin, jazz, folk and fusion, with Luis Tineo, every Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on 94.1 FM, 3WBC, the voice of the Inner East. Welcome back to VFL Rewind here on 94.1 FM, 3WBC. We're at the halfway point of our show and uh, we're joined now by a sp- another special guest. We just had Lewis Taylor on and now we've got uh, Dom Tyson on from North Mountain Football Club. As I mentioned uh, earlier on in the show, uh, Dom Tyson uh, had a very good career at AFL level and uh, unfortunately he was uh, delisted at AFL level and um, I guess he's decided to stay in the AFL system and... Uh, Stay with North, and I think it's a fantastic story that we, we've got to chat about. And he's joined us on the line now to, to, to talk, and that's Dom Tyson. Dom, welcome to VFR Rewind, and thanks for taking our call. Good day, Brad. Good day, Peter. Thanks for having me on. Good day, Dom. Um, what made the decision for you after being delisted um, at AFL level to stay on at VFL level and the same club that had delisted you? Yeah, uh, it all came about sort of pretty smoothly, really. I was, I was delisted, obviously, by North end of last year and um, in that same uh, exit interview they sort of spoke about um, 
being able to fulfil a, a coaching or playing assistant role at BFL level. So um, that was always a, a warm idea for me. And um, I finished my AFL career with a lot of injuries. So I always wanted to just finish back on the park playing some footy and, and really stripping it back and enjoying it a bit more, which, um, yeah, I feel like uh, I've been, in, been doing that and enjoying it a lot more this year. How, you've got a couple of um, recruits that are, um, have had a little bit of experience at VFL level. How have players like Matt, Max Mitchell-Russell, Marty Hoare and Callan Dawson fitted into the um, Kangaroos VFL side this year? Yeah, all three have had an impact. Marty's been sensational. I really do hope he, he gets another opportunity at AFL level. I think he's got a lot to offer. and uh, Maxie's been a little bit in and out, but, but every time he plays for us, um, either forward or back, he's, he's been impactful as well. And Cal, obviously, um, we played against him earlier in the year when he was on Williamstown's list, and now he's a teammate. So um, it is a strange one. And I actually think it'll be funny when there's that mid-season draft, and you, you might have played the team the week before, and just the way the fixture drops, you might end up playing with them the week after. But I don't think it's happened yet. It's funny how it all works. Yeah, with the mid-season draft, yeah, you can be on the AFL list um, in no time. It's it's quite quick how it all happens, especially. Callan Dawson, uh, yeah, he was at Williamstown now, now, now at uh, North Melbourne. I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about your own personal game. Probably, not correct me if I'm wrong, but it's um, you played 11 games. It might be one of the, I guess, gr- good stretches of football that you're putting together in a, in a while. You're averaging 26 disposals. I guess you must just be enjoying, enjoying your footy at the moment. I guess uh, just playing VFL and I guess being able to run out there and play some consistent footy. Yeah, spot on. Um... Yeah, the AFL environment. I, I couldn't sustain um, yeah, the demands of a, you know an AFL season and the training requirements there. So I, I constantly was getting injured in those last three years. And um, I guess there's a less intensity with the training requirements at VFL. And so far, I've, I've been holding up. And um, we've got a nice coaching environment down there with, with uh, Lee Adams and Gavin Brown and Tom Lynch. Um, so yeah, I've been really enjoying my time. And obviously... You know, when you're playing BFL footy, it's not everything for you. You've got other things going on in your life. So, um, yeah, being able to push on with some other pursuits of mine off-field has really meant that every time it is training, I really enjoy it. Uh, North Melbourne uh, decided to, uh, I guess, oh, I don't know what you call it, rest or bring through probably is the best word. Uh, one of their future Rolls Royces in Jason Horn Francis on the weekend. He had 31 disposals. You were probably first-hand to see how he went, uh, how do you reckon his future is? He looks like he's going to be a pretty exciting talent. Definitely. Um, probably one of the more um, solidly put-together games I've seen from an 18-, 19-year-old ever. So his aerial ground, aerial marking was outstanding for some of his size, and he just competes hard at ground level, tackling, clearance work, speed, finishing skills. So he's the full package, and um, he'll, he'll take the competition apart in years to come, I'm sure of it. Um, Yusuf Dib, he was um, built up as a big draft prospect last year. Um, how's he travelling this year, and um, what's the likelihood we may see somebody pick him up, uh, say later on in the year? Yeah, Yui, he had a really good patch there for us um, about a month ago, um, and unfortunately, I think they detected some sort of hot spot in his foot. I'm mm. not sure of the, the bone or the ligament, but he's. Um, Back at training, sort of in a moon boot and, and not doing a lot of lot of running. So I can't imagine um, he'll play for us again this year, which is unfortunate because he's a great teammate and he does all the little things that 
don't appear on the stat sheet. Um, his tackling pressure is great, and he really plays a really good role in a tough spot. So I do hope he gets a chance um, beyond VFL, but he, he may need another season or two just to really build his case. Now, with the VFL, each club roughly having about four or five buys throughout the season, um, have you gone back to local suburban football? And if so, which club are you aligned with? Uh, well, the answer is no. I haven't, haven't played locally. Um, I'm aligned with Old Trinity uh, in the VAFA. This is an old school, but um, I've really been enjoying the, the bye weeks that the VAFA, uh, uh, sorry, the VFL uh, incorporates in the fixture. The OTs, the mighty OTs. Yeah, uh, Brad's a big, big OT fan. The Greenbacks. They, I think they're called the Greenbacks or something like that. I, I've been to a few OT games. I do like Old Trinity. Uh, did want to uh, mention a young player who I reckon's got one of the best best names going around. Uh, I know he's on a VFL list. I did ask Patch Adams earlier on the year when we had him on. Floyd Bollinghouse, how's, how's he tracking? Yeah, oh, Floyd, he, um, he's training with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he does the Tuesday sessions with us, and he's he's popped down for a couple of Thursdays. But uh, he hasn't played. He's, I think he's healthy. He's just um, not quite cutting the the mustard at selection. But um, I'm I'm hoping he sneaks in for a game because he's a bit of a character around the training, well, <laughs> around the club. So I'm, I'm not sure what the plans are for Floydy, but it'd be good to see him out there. Yeah, he was good good for Coburg a few years ago. He played some uh, some good football for them. Uh, did, as Lausche mentioned, you got some great, um, I guess, experienced players on, on your VFL list in terms of Kate Answorth, uh, Marty Hoare, who played AFL, or you can, uh, Callan Dawson, I guess, is on AFL list now. But uh, I guess, how's that core group of players down there at North Melbourne? Uh, I guess you, you've got a very young and inexperienced AFL list. How, I guess, has your leadership, I guess, um, impl- been implemented, I guess, with some of these younger boys? Because it's a yeah, it's a it's a pretty unique um situation where you have got a lot of experienced players and yeah, a lot of very young young players as well. Yeah, definitely. Cade's an absolute soldier for us. He's the co-captain and two other guys that have uh, been around the traps a bit are Harry Jones and Matty Walker. So um, I really really do think Harry Jones has a lot to offer and he should be someone that AFL clubs look strongly at. He's very versatile through multiple positions and, and very athletic and. Matty Walker's probably got the best set of uh, hands I've seen for someone under 190. So I hope, hope there's some clubs looking at him as well. And um, probably without those three guys, we, we wouldn't be much of a club because, uh, yeah, they bring a lot of culture, experience and leadership to the group. Now, we're talking about Floyd Bollinghouse before. Ruckman are strange people. But you've also got Zach, Zach Monkhurst on the, the list. How's Zach as uh, young Ruckman there? He's going great, Zach. He's... Uh, <laughs> You know what? I didn't know how old he was all season, and uh, and it turns out he's actually twenty eight. So uh, he's not as young as he he, he looks young, but he, he's not as young. He's been around, but he's he's been he's been going really well. Uh, the weeks where we don't have a recognised ruckman, like someone like Common Jones playing, he obviously has to step up. And um, I think he had Majak Dore and Tom Campbell back to back weeks, and and he fought hard, and he's undersized in that position, but. Um, He's a big, big lump of a lad, and he, he, he gives us a good effort every time he's around the ball. Now, this, the season you've had at VFL level, if if the opportunity came, if a club came knocking, AFL club, not many players get a fourth chance or four opportunities, but if they said, we want to have a chat, Dom, about playing AFL again, what would your answer be? Oh, it's a flat no, and don't call me. Please don't. <laughs> oh, don't. wow. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm very happy with uh, how it all played out, and, and I've been enjoying this year. But, but physically, I'm uh, 
I'd fall apart in, in under a fortnight, I, I guarantee you that. But what is it exactly, Dom? Is it the, the, the training workload that at AFL level is just too much or is it, uh, is it just unlucky with injuries or what, what have you put your finger down to it being? No, I've just got other things in my life that I'm pursuing and enjoying, so I would want to go back to that, that grind on, on an AFL list and, and probably being uh, you know, a reserve midfielder or anything like that. I'm just enjoying uh, playing as a, as a midfielder in the VFL and um, yeah, pursuing other things that I'm, I'm now passionate about. Pursuing other things, as, as I'm, I didn't actually mention it, uh, I will now, though. Uh, yeah, I interrupted you on apologies uh, yesterday playing around a golf and... Uh, I did notice you got a bit of a little uh, little brand going, Clutch and Co. You want to tell us a little bit about that if you um, if you want to? Oh yeah, happy to. I've got a small business. It's uh, yeah, golf apparel brand, and um, I'm, I'm working hard trying to grow that business. And we're, we're making some inroads, and it's really enjoyable, but um, certainly uh, requires a lot of attention and time. So um, yeah, if you can encourage your listeners to jump on board and check it out we've, we've got a website yeah give it a Clutch plug go for it yeah, yeah www.clutchandco.com.au so we've yeah Melbourne based and designed and, and yeah we just shipped to everywhere around Australia so obviously the business business world right now is the main priority once the playing days are over any interest in hopping in the hot seat in the coach's box well yeah I am doing the level two coaching course at the moment and um I guess technically an assistant coach at, at VFL, although I've, I've ended up playing most weeks. So I haven't had much of a, a taste of it up in the coach's box. But uh, I've been enjoying it without having a full taste of it, so it's hard to answer. Yeah. But um, I feel like I feel like I could could have a, a think about that and, and give myself a, a you know more of a taste of it next year potentially. Well, uh, Dom, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. Yeah, uh, well done on the great season so far. It's been great to see you play some constant, uh, consistent, uh, good football. Um, good luck for the back end of the year with North Melbourne. Uh, good luck, yeah, with uh, with uh, the golf and Clutch and Co. Hopefully, uh, that goes well. And yeah, um, hope to see you, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> sticking around the VFL system because it is a pretty awesome league. Uh, people in the AFL system um, probably yeah don't don't come back to to, to VFL and. I take my hat off to you for doing that. I think um, it's credit to you that uh, to show the younger boys, you know, that playing at the highest level you can is still an awesome achievement. And yeah, good luck for the rest of the year, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Brad, and thanks, Peter. And I agree, mate. It's great to uh, that you guys do a show like this and support the VFL. So keep going, guys, and all the best with your program. Thanks, thanks Tom. Tom. Really appreciate it, Tom. <laughs> Tom Tyson, there, uh, great man, great, great insight. Uh, yeah. I, you know what I enjoyed the most that he was just so honest, um, yeah. especially about the opportunity um, to play AFL again. Um, just how some of the young boys—it's refreshing. It's refreshing. It's good to see a, a good, a good, um, good when, young guy. He's got his setting himself up for outside the football. When you talk to footballers that have been to say two or three AFL clubs and even VFL clubs, and they go back to, you know, AFL players go back to state league or VFL footballers go back to um, community football, they they tell you how much they enjoy it because when it becomes a business, um, you know, the sort of the passion sort of um, disappears, you know, when it becomes a job. So I can understand where Dom's coming from. He's relatively young, but unfortunately sometimes the bodies of certain people aren't built for the rigours of AFL or long-term rigours. So, um, you know, he's happy with his life. He's played at GWS, the Melbourne Football Club, and the North Melbourne Football Club. He's still involved in North Melbourne. He, it's great to see. And hopefully hopefully he sticks around for a couple couple more years and maybe even becomes a VFL coach of North Melbourne or another club. Yeah, it's but great. It, but, but if he wants to get back into coaching, obviously... OTs, your your mob in the VAFA, 
they're not a bad club either to coach if you're first up if you yeah, if as Va- an apprenticeship. Vafalevo probably one of the yeah one of the, the highest standards in in Melbourne. So, yep. but yeah, I just want to yeah, it was great. It was so good to see. Uh, we have got a few minutes until we get our next special guest on Laoshi, but uh, uh, we did want to talk a little bit about canteens. Yes, now, we're, we're getting we we've only got five weeks, so we're going to have to do this in the next couple of weeks. Give you yep. out this trophy again. So, um, we'll probably I reckon what two weeks. So I reckon yeah. we'll probably get ourselves around maybe to another club and just just yeah. just probably well, work out what's going on. But what, what was your um your I guess thoughts from the weekend? Any any highs or lows from the Canee front? Well, the Geelong Canteen surprisingly all Routley run. So I'm a big fan of Routleys. Um, love going to Routleys in Newport um, most days. Um, so they'll be up there. A uh, bit of variety there as well. Um, Port Melbourne, they didn't have the Borough Burger um, this sliders. week. They, they sliders. Three for $12. So um, there has been um, adjustments there. I think the Borough Burger was also reduced to $11 um, at the VFLW Grand Final. Still a little bit too much for my liking. Make it 9 bucks and we'll be happy. Um, where else did we travel to? Williamstown. They are really up there right now. Um, they've got the Portello. They've got the um, fried rice. No Chico um, Rolls though yet. Yet, yet, yet. Yes. I've actually spoken to one of them down there and I said, listen, I'll take the inferior product, the spring roll today, but I do want to see a Chico roll here before we make our final judgment. Benny Carbonara reported back on Werribee because he's a Werribee man. An X three WBC boy. He goes the barbecue's not back yet. Oh, no. So so that's probably put the first nail in the coffin of Werribee winning it. The, uh, in the back scenes I thought Werribee would have been a top three with their barbecue, but it looks yeah. like it yeah. might not be. Um, you can rule out Frankston and Casey because their catering companies um, are just um, over the top with pricing with, you know, percentages on, what is it, Saturday percentage, Sunday percentage, public holiday percentage. $8 for bowl the Gatorade, yeah. too much, yeah. <laughs> too much. Yeah, so, um, you know. Um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. We'll have I'm, to... I'm going to say Williamstown's starting to firm a little bit. They like If they can get the Chico rolls across the board or their barbecue back, They've got it. Yep, they they could be um, the one. They could they could they yeah. could be one that's a contender. It will be interesting. We do for anyone who doesn't know, we do do our votes uh, for the VFL yeah. canteen. So we we go through every. Me and Lashy both do our own votes independently. And we go through every club and rank them out of ten yeah. on value and uh, variety. Um, so we will do that in the next couple of weeks, and we will have a ladder done, and we will we will be presenting a trophy probably before the home and away or during the during the final series to a club. Now I'm going to say this to Wag Malcoon out of Northern Bullands. I've said it before to you, Wag. You need to get the pizza oven back. You need to get the barbecue back to retain that trophy. I think I agree. Um, you need to do those things. Do not treat it with contempt. That trophy. Um, we'd love you to go back to back, but right now. The Williams it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Northern Bullants did everything yep. magical last year. They yep. come back, come back from nowhere. They won the Canine Trophy. Yep. Had pizzas, had barbecues, had steak sandwiches, yep. had everything. And now, we, now they're, they're they're gone a little bit backwards. So yeah. I'd be, like I'd like to get my Kransky and cappuccino from Steve Papel. <laughs> from Papes, yeah, Papes, Papes. Can you imagine that? Papes, yeah. yeah. Frothing up, frothing, <laughs> frothing up the coffee machine, and you know, there you go, Lashy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will get for all our loyal listeners. Though, we will get the Canine Trophy in probably the next probably month, I'd say. So that yeah. will, that will be at a club yeah. very soon. Now, we're going to go to a break now. We're going to be back after the break uh, with our VFA Legend segment from Berwick. First time we've gone to Berwick yes. for a 
VFA legend segment. Barry Quinn in the VFA for about five or so years. Yep. Uh, looking, ch- looking forward to chatting to Tom Crebin. You're listening to VFL Rewind here on 94.1 FM, 3WBC. 3WBC Football is brought to you with the support of our sponsors. Budget Car and Truck Rental. Tobin Brothers Funerals. Birdies Mini Golf and Sports Bar. LP Antiques and Collectibles. Aaliyah Framing. Piranha Foods. MR Davids Constructions. Dragon City Tattoos. Buffalo Sports. And the Blackburn Hotel. Thank you for your ongoing support of 94.1 FM, 3WBC and 3WBC Football. This game's had it all today, folks at the MCG, the home of football. This is Maker. Oh, deep on the left half forward flank, punt road, and he chips it onto App. Oh, App comes to memory, turns on his left, and bang! That's it! That's it! Memory has kicked his 100th goal of the season! Thanks, Rex. Plan your celebration with the Tobin Brothers Funerals Memory Maker app. Find out more at tobinbrothers.com.au. Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Tobin Brothers Funerals are a 3WBC. And welcome back to VFL Rewind here on 94.1 FM, 3WBC. We're at the point of our VFA legend segment, as we have each week at around quarter to uh, eight, uh, 10 to eight each, each week. So for any of our loyal listeners. And for the first time in four years that we've done this segment, uh, it's the first time that we have had a player from Berwick. Now, Berwick was a powerhouse in the Gippsland Football League. They decided to join the VFA, I think, in the early 80s, maybe 82 or 83. 82, they were given 82. permission. and Join me Springvale, yeah. same year as Springvale. Yeah. I told Tom when I was speaking to him, um, uh, it took two years to chase him down to get a Berwick player, or <laughs> and, three years, yeah. And we're, we're so grateful to yeah talk a bit of Berwick Football Club, club that most people probably won't know much about. And uh, joined by now by Tom Krebin. Tom, who played for Berwick Football Club, has joined us on the line. Tom, welcome to VFR Rewind, and thanks for taking our call. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on with your, your years just about there. We were, I think uh, Berwick was in the, what was called the southwest Gippsland at that stage with you know, Beaconfield, Nary, Hallam, uh, Cranbourne, those sort of teams, and then moved across to what was the VFA so and second division VFA. Um, so teams like Moorabbin, I think Moorabark might have had a team in there. Um, Oakley were in the second division then. Um, Kilsyth was one of the other teams as well. So, yeah, it's sort of a it was a, seen as a bit of a step forward to to leave the southwest, which Berwick had been very successful at, and yeah, challenge it up a bit. G'day, Tom. Peter Lausch speaking. Um, yep. The years the years you were in the VFA, 80, 83 to 87, tell us about your yep. journey, how you got to Berwick Football Club, and then obviously you only spent a couple of years there because you moved on to what is now the AFL clubs, Richmond and St Kilda. But tell us about how Berwick was in the early days and um, how you got there. Yeah, so, so I, I played uh, my junior football at Berwick, so I grew up just out of Berwick in Harkaway. And, um, you know, I grew up, I used to ride my bike down to down to Berwick on Saturday afternoon to watch Berwick play in the southwest Gippsland. And, you know, some of your listeners would know, you know, Berwick was a powerhouse. Uh, and Frosty Miller, so if you remember yep. that name, Jimmy Miller, um, was kind of the paid full forward to kick a lot of goals. And by jingoes in the late 70s, he did. Um, and, you know, Chris Nisbet, um, who... Ended up coaching, I think, Sandringham for a while. Um, sorry, Daryl Nisbet, I think, and then Chris Nisbet, his brother. They were a powerful, powerful team back in those days. And uh, and the VFA was the next progression. So I, I just came through as a junior, played under 18, was 
kind of caught up with a bit of school footy. I didn't get to play that often. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think I got to play seniors in the southwest Gippsland when I was still at school. So, and that, and that was an eye opener too. <laughs> Rolling out against you. Uh, Beaconfield for your first game when everybody just wanted to belt each other. That, that was interesting times. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting, the nickname. Normally, Berry, you call them the Wickers or something like that, but yep. it, I yep. saw a VFA emblem and um, I think I read it in a book as well. Um, the nickname, they had the nickname the Gippslanders. Um, it's, it's strange that they would have had that nickname. Would that be because they were the gateway to Gippsland at that stage? Quite possibly, but look, the, I don't remember the Gippsland. It was always the Wickers. Um, and that was pretty much when Berwick was very much a, I don't want to even say an out suburb, but we were a, a country town in a way. And, the, you know, the local pub, the Berwick pub, and Barry Johnson ran the pub, and the pub was the footy club, and the footy club was the pub. And, <laughs> it, it, yeah, very different to what it is now, I suppose. Uh, Tom, I, I couldn't help but asking you a question about this, and um, I, I'm looking forward to your response how was it playing with an absolute legend of football in, in Morris Rioli at the Tigers? Uh, oh, must have been pretty oh. amazing. Hey, okay, a very quick story for you. I, I played my first game. Uh, I, I, I went from Berwick mid-season to, to Richmond back when it, there was no draft. This was just there to finalise the list before the June 30 or whatever. I was playing well at Berwick, bang, into Richmond, had two reserve games. One of them was that Army Reserve Cup at... South Melbourne, yep. played all right, and next thing, I'm on the plane to, <laughs> to Sydney to play my first game of league footy. Anyway, all said and done, went up there, played, got hammered, came back, and got to the airport, and next thing I know, it's Morris Rioli and I in his XD Falcon, I can remember it, <laughs> and he loved his Bob Marley, and he had the Bob Marley, and for the older, for the younger viewers, Bob Marley cassette. So if you can remember cassettes in the car, bang, in it went, and we're bopping along the Tullamarine Freeway, and I was thinking, how good is it? And, and look, Morrie was a great bloke. He was a superstar, um, and, he, and a real gentleman. Like, you know, I played against some other, say, Indigenous guys that, you know, the Cracker Brothers, they were a different kettle of fish, but Morrie was a class act. He was a ripper. So that was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Berwick in the VFA, they lasted till they started in the VFA in 1983 and finished off in 1987. Kilsyth had a short, shorter period of time. I think they were only in the league for about three seasons because they started at the same time as Berwick. What do you think it was that, um, why it didn't work out at a VFA level? And, and look, I and I finished my footy in about '87 at, at St Kilda, um, and I never went. I never played again. Um, and it just—I don't know. It was a brave step. It was a bold step. It was a big step to go. You know, just with I'll say match payments and you know just being affiliated with the VFA. You know, there was you know, two or three thousand dollars every week that just had to go to. You had to have an escort for the umpire off the ground. It was a major step financially, yeah. and I don't know if the club was quite ready for that. Um, I, I don't know the reasons why they stepped out of it. Um, um, but, 
Yeah, I, I can't answer you that one. I, I sort of ran away from footy about that time and, and never played again. <laughs> so, what, what actually your football career is? You, you, you would have finished up. Well, I'm guessing about 24, 25 years of age. What was the yeah, reasoning behind yeah. that? Just um, lost interest or business interests? No, no. Yeah, um, it's easy to say lost interest. So, went to Richmond from Berwick, played seven senior games in the second half of the season. Thought I was going okay. Change of coach. Paul Sproul went. Tony Jewell came back in. Uh, Barry Richards got sacked as president. Uh, Alan Bond became the president <laughs> of Richmond. It was just turmoil. And next thing, I'm not wanted. And I'm traded, I'll say traded, traded off to St Kilda. Um, you know, Michael Roberts and Robbie Elphinston, Terry Smith came from St Kilda across to Richmond. So I think I was probably just a payment to get them across. Next thing at St Kilda, probably the most unprofessional league club at the time in the 80s. Um, horrible. Yeah, it didn't suit me. And affecting I was, yeah, uh, yeah, one thing or another. And, uh, we, and if you remember St Kilda in those days, we had a lot of ex-Carlton players. So yeah. Warren Jones, Spiro Corcomilis. Uh, Mark who? Mark who? Yeah. <laughs> I, I said Alf. Alien Lifeform, <laughs> um, Alex Marku, yeah, all of these sort of guys, Ricky Nixon, you know, those sort of guys were there, yep. and it was just not a great club, and I, I just, well, I was done. I, but having said that, I, I have other interests in other sporting areas, and I ran off and chased those, um, and, and quite happy to have done that. And and also, obviously, uh, do you still take an interest in the Berwick Football Club, or um, you still follow the boys, or are you still, still yeah, sort of... Yeah. They have a past players day, and I, I try to get back to it. it. It tends to be about now, and it coincides. I, I'm sitting at Fall Creek at the moment. Cause I, oh, I beautiful. Love snow. <laughs> so, and I don't always get there, but when I do get there, it, 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 it's good, yeah. Mm. Um, but I, I, I sort of, a, as a footballer, I, I just didn't, you know, like I said, done by 23. Um, mm. Um, if you had your time again, I'd be better off now. It's much more professional and, and stuff. And um, you know, and, and look, I, I, I've got to say, Berwick Footy Club was probably the best thing for me as a teenager. And uh, you know, guys like Matty Johnson, who was an you know, absolute legend, Robbie Trigg, these are good, good players um, that played with Berwick. Um, so yeah, fond, fond memories. Um, but yeah. Short journey in footy, I suppose. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you, you went to school at Halebury College. That old Halebury, old Halebury didn't approach you when you finished up at um, St Kilda. Hey, they did. No, they... Uh, oh yeah. Don't, don't worry. When you stop, when you walk out on, I'll say league footy. Um, oh gosh, they're beating down the door. You know. Um, and, I can imagine. And, you know, yeah, and so yeah, old Halebury were, were there. Um, yeah, clubs like, I don't know if you know Ainsley up yes. around Canberra. Yep, yep. Um, you know, they, they had, you know, they were going to fly me up every week to play and all this. Yeah. And, but I was, I was just done with it. I just did not, the money couldn't turn me. I just started, I'm a, a school teacher. I just started a full-time job and, and I just didn't, I just didn't want football. And I, I basically did not follow football for 10 years. I turned my back on it. I missed Wayne Carey, I never watched any of his games because I just wouldn't turn the television on. I hated it, absolutely hated the game. Um, no. But not now. I, I go, I go to the footy 
quite often when I'm around. And yeah. Well, well Tommy, really pre- appreciate you joining us tonight. And yeah, good luck up at Falls Creek. Uh, hopefully, yeah. uh, it's not the bit of, bit of uh, snow up there. And uh, yeah, uh, good luck up there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. And Th- uh, yeah, well done on your program. It sounds like a really interesting. Yeah, checking up on old clubs and players and things. Thank, thanks, Tom. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Tom. Uh, we're at the wrap now. Lashy, Peter Lashy, welcome. Yeah, we'll do it all again next week. We'll see you all again next week. You've been listening to VFR Rewind.